Thank you. Well, good afternoon. So this message is called, Don't Make Me Come Down There. We all probably remember growing up, and you might have your friends over or your siblings, or, you know, you share a room or whatever, and, and you're playing around, you know, you've been told it's time to go off to bed, but instead you're having too much fun. And you're in your room and you're messing around and you're having fun and you're making noise and the noise is getting louder and louder. And you probably just remember hearing, don't make me come in there. For most of us, if we're, you know, good little boys and girls, that was enough to make us quieten down, go to sleep, do as we're told. But for some, it probably fell on deaf ears. And they just continued doing whatever they wanted to do. They weren't paying any attention whatsoever. How does this relate to our Christian walk? What has it got to do with it? Well, in Genesis, we are told that God created the heavens and the earth and everything on the earth, which means that he created human beings. We're told that. He created Adam and Eve. And that means that every human being, whether they know him or don't know him, was created by him. Now, can you imagine what God is thinking when he looks down on the world today? These are his children. He created them. And some are walking with him. And some are walking with him and they're following the word of God. Some are walking with him, but they're shaky. And then there's those that are not walking with him at all. And they're completely completely ignoring him. And they're wandering around thinking they've got all the answers, but they're actually completely lost and lost in the wilderness, just wandering. So my message today is about a book, which is the Bible, a word, which is the word of God spoken through the book, and the prophets, the Holy Spirit, dreams, visions, however God gives us words. And it's about a map. And that map comes from both the book and the word. And these have all been given to us by God. So I gave you a book and you didn't read it. Matthew 4 says, Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the word of the mouth of God. Now that is the Bible. That is the book that we have been given. For us to become Christ-like, to know God's plan for us, we must be reading the book. Those who walk the narrow path of God's laws accounted blameless in his sight. When we do not spend time in God's word, our comprehension of the work Jesus is, has done is stunted. We are, if we, sorry, we are not given daily fresh insight into how we owe him or how great his gift is. Our love for him grows slowly and pitifully apart from daily nourishment at his scriptures, which reminds us of the state without Jesus and with him. Through his word, we see his character, his work, his faithfulness, his justice, his promise and his love. These give us strength in suffering times. 
because they remind us of the truth that we are being made into his likeness. And in, uh, live with, uh, uh, sorry, what do, that we are being made into the likeness of, the, of our greatest love, Jesus, and are being prepared to live with him in glory. This does not mean we don't have heartache or setbacks. We do. We know we do. At the end of the day, we are human and we are in a sinful world, so we have setbacks. But we have an unshakable hope to get us through these times when we are walking with Jesus, when we read the word of God, because it will show us how to get through. It will help us how to get through these times. Without regular infusion of the Bible, we will easily fall into despair. Feelings of hopelessness will grow instead of security in the promises of God. If you want to be tossed around by every struggle, succumb to every sorrow, and be overwhelmed by the world's pain, neglect the scriptures. The Lord energises us for his work through his word. Consistency in our Bibles helps us run with the work that God has given us. It helps us put aside what entangles us and serves God more effectively and efficiently. Scripture increases all our holy, all our holy capabilities for the glory of Jesus. Without nourishment of scriptures, we will easily lose steam. We will become spiritually winded and require more rest and more time away from the active pursuits of Jesus' earthly work. We will be slow and plodding, lacking energy and will. Exposure to the scriptures increases our joy in scripture. Sin fights to keep us from God's word. The corruption of the word world and the flesh are why so many Christians struggle with regular time in the word of God. However, familiarity with love-filled, hope-giving message of God breeds greater joy and the Bible from the Bible and greater desire to spend time in it. The Bible tells us God's character. He loves his creation and he hates sin. He will justify just justly punish those who persist in doing evil. He is pleased to save those who humbly seek him. He is creating a holy people for himself out of those who, are, who were once angry, violent rebels. Just as lovers take joy in learning from each other, we also take joy in learning from our Lord. And we take joy in the medium by which he tells us of himself, which is the Holy Bible. If you want to know less of God, have less joy and greater struggles, I think that's meant to be if you do not want to have less joy (laughs) and you want to have greater struggles, then don't be reading the word of God. I think I left out a word there. And so, yeah, neglect the scriptures. God's word, um, neglecting God's word, sorry, increases our struggle in battling sin, finding, finding comfort and strength in God, in serving Jesus and in loving God's word. 
pursuing regular time in the scriptures grants us greater knowledge of our creator. It brings us into a more intimate relationship with Jesus and we get to dwell in all joy and peace through him. I gave you a word and you didn't heed it. In Amos 3.7, surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. God sent prophets to warn his chosen people and the world that serious consequences will result if his instructions are ignored and his laws are violated. This crucial aspect of biblical teaching has never been popular. Sadly, most of the warnings God sent through his prophets were unheeded and millions suffered terrible consequences as a result. Our modern world would be wise to heed the biblical prophets because their warnings ultimately focus on the end of the age, the times in which we are now living. In fact, God's prophet, prophetic warnings are still delivered today. God chose to work with the nation of Israel. He blessed the Israelites and gave them his laws so that they could be examples to the rest of the world. However, the rebellious, independent-minded Israelites forgot God. They violated his laws and followed other religions. Out of concern for his chosen people, God sent a series of prophets to warn them that unless they changed their way, they would reap severe penalties, including disastrous defeats, foreign captivity. Instead of heeding God's warning, the Israelites ignored, mocked, and persecuted and even murdered the prophets. As a result of violating God's laws and disrespecting his prophets, the nation of Israel and Judah lost God's protection. They were conquered by their enemies and were carried into captivity in Assyria and Babylon. They paid heavy prices for failing to heed the warnings of God. But how does this relate to us today? Many people who love God do not seem to realise that almost one-third of the biblical prophecy, much of which is dual meaning, that it had an initial or partial fulfilment in the past, but its ultimate fulfilment will occur even a thousand years later or more, and that is concerned with end times. It's when Jesus is coming. So those prophecies are still relevant today. So if we are not reading our word, if we're not reading that book, and if we are not reading what the prophets are telling us, then how are we heeding the word of God for what is to come? For what is to come, in the end, will only be, we'll only have two options. One of those options we can only get through the reading of the book and the heeding of the word and that is to follow Jesus. This is a sobering thought that should get our attention. Jesus not only commissioned his disciples to preach the gospel to the world but he also gave them a message for the lost sheep, the house of Israel, the descendants of the Israelites who were carried off to Assyria. These people eventually migrated to northwestern Europe, Britain, America and other parts of the earth. 
and they were blessed by God because of the promises he made to their forefather Abraham. But it is still our responsibility today to even reach them about Jesus. Jesus also told his disciples that this would be a popular message. God wants this warning message delivered to his people. He stated, I have no pleasure in death of the wicked. The church of God has delivered this warning for decades. Through God, though God said that, the house of Israel will not listen to you, for all the house of Israel is impudent and hard-hearted. Because our people will not heed God's warning, God will punish our proud nations to teach a powerful lesson that disobedience does not pay. We must heed the word of God when, we, when he speaks to us as it all leads us down a narrow path to the promised future. I gave you a map. You said you didn't need it. In James 1.21... Therefore, get rid of all immoral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which saves you. Matthew 7, 7 also says, Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. Just as the Israelites wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because of their lack of belief of God's word, their obstinance and their disobedience, Because of their way of life, God punished that generation and they were not allowed to enter the promised land. Likewise, we have a promised land waiting for us who believe in Jesus. Believing that he is the son of God and that he died for us. The Bible and prophecies are our map, our direction to heaven. If we follow those directions... We have a great inheritance waiting for us. We must follow Jesus' example and be Christ-like. Again, it shows us that we must read the book. We must heed the word of God and we must follow the map that's been given to us. And then we shall receive our promise of the eternal life in heaven with Christ. So what is happening for those not following Christ? Well, they are wandering wandering aimlessly like the Israelites in the days of Moses. They are not following the map. They are searching but not finding. They are being deceived and conforming to the world, lost, broken, and sadly most don't even realise it. Because there has been strong movement to remove God from everything, schools, government, And churches have been restricted and some even um, persecuted in some countries. So they continue to wander aimlessly with no map to follow to guide them to the promised land, the new Jerusalem, a life in new bodies, a life without sin or sickness, in heaven with God, so the only place that will be left will be held. So in conclusion, for those of us reading, heeding and following the map, it is more important than ever to do, do the one thing that Jesus told us to do and that is to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus so that these people may believe and read and heed and follow the map. 
In the end, there will only be two places left, heaven and hell. So we must do everything to make sure that it's heaven. We must be reading the word of God and living the word of God. We must be looking at the prophecies of old, as many are still very relevant today, and the Holy Spirit who is still sharing and guiding us. We, must, we need to be examining ourselves and to become part of the spotless price for Christ's return. We need to take the map and follow it, staying on the path which will lead us to eternal life and our Father in heaven. I encourage you this week, from now on and from now on, to get serious about spending time in the Word and in the presence of God, learning how to hear from God and seeing what areas that you need to change in your life to bring you on that righteous path. God gave us a book. Read it. He gave us a word. Heed the word. And he gave us a map. Take the map and follow it. Can you imagine how God must be feeling as he looks down and sees his unruly and downright disobedient children? Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have spoken to us. We thank you that you gave us a book to read. You gave us a word to heed and you gave us a map that leads us directly to you, to a life that is eternal with you, a life that is so much more than we can ever have here on earth. Father God, may everyone who's heard this message, may they look to their lives and may they work harder and may you give revelation on what will keep them on track with you and show them, Father, anything that they need to change to become the spotless bride when your son returns. Jesus, we thank you for the message that you have given us and we ask you to bless each and every one today in Jesus. Thanks for listening to this podcast by Wattle City Church. If you Google Wattle City Church, you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube and a whole bunch of other platforms. Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God and we pray blessings upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.